0: Hi, I'm Emily Kersey,
1: and I'm Nate Karchner,
0: and you're listening to Good Working Order,
1: a podcast of two professionals and friends on a journey to be their best selves in life and in work. Hey, Nate. Hello. How's it going, Emily?
0: Pretty good. How was your week?
1: it's been a good week i can't complain uh nothing bad has happened to me which is always good i don't know I'm halfway through it so i feel pretty good about that nothing uh, bad
0: happening is like the first step of good working order
1: isn't it though it's sort of a foundational it's one of those foundational things um yeah it's been it's been good it had a pretty good lead in I had like a pretty pretty decent weekend this last weekend however I don't think it was half as good as yours.
0: I had a really good weekend.
1: I know. I'm a little jealous of your weekend, if I'm going to be honest. And you've been holding out on me a little bit. Like, I know you had a great weekend. I kind of know why you had a great weekend, but I haven't gotten any of the details you've been holding out. And so I'm really excited to hear why your weekend was so good. So
0: this weekend, um, I, th- I think finally I'm getting the hang of quarantine, if, if anyone can. And I've been sort of coping through this whole time with trying to be as helpful as possible to other people. And that's really great. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel connected. But I think that I probably kind of overdid it a little bit. And I sort of forgot to put on my own oxygen mask before taking care of others. And so I was just yeah. feeling a little bit kind of run down and just kind of overextended. And I realized I sort of in this whole process of trying to take care of everyone stopped taking care of me. And I realized I kind of was due for a change in a little bit of me time.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, which is, which is a good idea. Like you don't really think about it necessarily when you're in the throes of helping out, but like after you've done a bunch of that, it does come at a cost to you. Like it's a sacrifice for a reason. So like I've definitely been there.
0: And we've talked we've talked about this idea of emotional bank accounts of you know you can't you can't overdraw them, um, so I kind of had to take a step back and think about what are the things that normally recharge me, and one of those has always been travel. And so I'm a really independent person, and so kind of living with my spouse 24 seven has been a really big change for you know kind of the last 18 years we've been together, and so I don't have a like the kind of normal. Only child alone time that I'm sort of used to having in my life to kind of just recharge my batteries. And so in the past, I would just sort of decide, like, oh, I'm going to take a trip or I'm going to go see a friend or I'm just going to kind of like change up my routine. And with the shelter in place orders, I can't really do that. And so I thought, you know, if I could do anything, what would it be? And it would be sort of travel and have kind of a getaway. And so I kind of decided to sort of rip a page out of that same playbook, but I had to kind of adapt it. And so I try to make an honest to goodness, personal staycation um, out of my weekend.
1: Which sounds delightful. It really was. I mean, which kind of begs a question when it is literally a staycation, like you can't really leave the house. Like I'm super curious about what it is that you did.
0: So for me, I mean, it, it really started sort of as a joke of I knew that I needed some alone time. And so I just started kind of announcing to my family and and friends like, hey, I'm going on vacation this weekend, which is sort of like, if you need something, you should ask me before I'm on vacation. And I tried to kind of think about it in terms of, you know, when I come to Austin to hang out with you guys, I don't get laundry done. I don't go grocery shopping. I don't get any of the chores done that my weekends normally consist of. And yet life still marches on and it's fine. And so that kind of freedom of you know, when you're away from your home, you are completely prevented from doing the really boring normal life maintenance stuff. And so I took the approach of, I kind of made it a joke. And then the more I joked about it, the more real it became. And I kind of thought, I'm going to, I'm going to really do this for real. And so I looked at it as if I'm going out of, if I'm going sort of out of town this weekend, you know, air quotes, what would I do? okay, well, if I need to balance my checkbook and pay bills and do laundry and do, you know, if I have things that I would normally have pushed off until the weekend, I made a choice to do those in the evenings during the week. And so I kind of was creating space to be able to do whatever I wanted on the weekend. And so I kind of approached it as like, hey, if you were getting on a plane on Friday, how would you sort of prepare yourself? And so part of that for me is like, I normally do extra stuff during the week. So that's exactly what I did.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, de- you definitely, it's funny. Cause I remember you mentioned this sort of, again, jokingly like, Hey, yeah, I think I'm just going to go on vacation this weekend. And we sort of like laughed about it. And then like the next, like I'm on vacation this next weekend. So if you need anything from me, make sure you get it to me before Friday, because once Friday afternoon hits, like I'm, I'm out. And, uh, I was tickled by that, but I also think there's some genius there that, you know, it's one thing to sort of decide in your head that, you know, Hey, I'm going to have this vacation on the weekend. And it's another thing entirely to, to like spread that around, to be like, Hey, I'm giving everybody in my life notice that like, I'm going on vacation, even though I'm not leaving my house, like I'm on vacation. Like, it's almost like a little, what about Bob-esque, which I totally love. It's like taking a vacation from your problems.
0: And part of it was creating space for me to recharge. And part of it was sort of creating boundaries for that space to be respected. Obviously, like I don't have little kids where this would be much more complicated. I'm, I live with an adult human who's sort of easy to re- reason with. And so I'm someone that normally I, I live and die by to-do lists, sometimes to my own detriment. It's part of how I get a lot of stuff accomplished, but it's also something that it's really easy for me to fall into this sort of slave of productivity. Of these are all the things I should be doing. You know, I'm I, on the weekend. Whatever doesn't get finished on the weekend turns into a weekly to-do list. What doesn't get done during the week gets pushed to the weekend, and so there's always this sort of sense of obligation of these are things that need to be accomplished, even if they're sort of not fun and not rewarding. And it's really easy to fall into the trap of if I just do these things, then I'll, then I'll relax on Sunday or, and I just sort of never get there. And so one of the things I did was I kind of wrapped up all of my work on Friday night, um, a little bit later than I planned, but I really kind of wanted to go into the weekend with a clear mind. And then I grabbed my like weekend to-do list and I wadded it up and I threw it in the trash. And my commitment to myself was there is no to-do list. There is no planning, you know, and my my brain is constantly thinking about, you know, six months from now, three months from now, 36 hours from now, two hours from now, I'm thinking about, oh, tomorrow I'll get this done and I'll get this done. And then when I'm doing this, I'll do this other thing. And that's just a part of my hardwiring. And so Friday night, I had to really think about every time I caught myself in the loop of, oh, tomorrow I'm going to, I just stopped myself and I just said, oh, we're not planning now. Like, If you still want to do those things tomorrow and you feel motivated to do it, you'll do it. And so I just kind of had to, in a weird way, it became like kind of a very conscious weekend long meditation of controlling that impulse to not be in the present. And so every time I found myself drifting off into sort of plan mode or future mode, I just brought myself right back of like, oh, I'm on vacation. I don't have to worry about any of that. You know, if I'm on vacation in Hawaii, I don't care about, you know, six months from now or three months from I'm like, I'm just in that moment. And so I really tried to kind of police myself on just being in the moment. And then after, you know, a couple of hours, it just became really, really natural. And that's a huge shift from the way I normally operate my
1: life. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I love the sort of zen nature of it, of this idea that hey, I'm gonna focus on being present instead of being so future oriented, or like for some people, maybe it's more past oriented, but I think if you're kind of like a motivated person, that future orientation, it can be a little hard to turn that off. I also have another question. Did you actually physically like wad up a list and throw it away? I did. Okay. I love that. It's this physical manifestation of your dedication to this idea, right? Like, I I think there's something to taking a physical action to underscore sort of what a an intellectual commitment, right? Like, I think that is pretty fantastic. And I love that you did that.
0: Well, and part of it is, I mean, it. we have a, you know, we have a huge kitchen island. And so there's kind of a central point of traffic in the house. And that's where my, tilly, my to-do list is, you know? And so I walk past it and I go, oh, I got to take that thing to UPS or, oh, I got to, you know, oh, I need to not forget to pay that bill on time. And so like, that's just kind of my running cue. And so if it had stayed there, I would have had a much harder time not paying attention to it. And so I literally had to remove it from my presence to sort of play by the rules that I'd set out.
1: Well, yeah, because it would have been a constant minor and trying to drag you into the future as opposed to where you were trying to stay. So that makes perfect sense to me. I was going to say, uh, so you made the commitment, you uh, went into the weekend, everything clear. Uh, did you do anything else to prepare for it?
0: Um, mostly just sort of letting everyone know. And, and this is sort of like a little bit of like Murphy's law of, you know, Friday night, I logged off, I was like, I'm in vacation through, you know, like tore up my to do list. And then I get a text message from someone saying like, Hey, can you help me work on this thing? And I felt immediately like conflicted of like, ah, yes, I want to help this person that I care about. And also, you know, I've sort of set out this space. And I I literally responded to the person saying, hey, can this wait till Monday? You know, please let me know if not. But I'm actually on vacation this weekend because I just really needed space to recharge. And fortunately, this person is a very dear friend and was like, oh, man, you do you this, you know, great idea. I'll keep you posted on whether I still need help after the weekend. And so it was another kind of immediate test of am I really going to pay attention to the boundaries that I've already set?
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, you did mention that that had happened, and I was I applaud you for that because it's also hard to maintain those sorts of things, especially when you have somebody that you care about that's asking for help. It's a real commitment, and I I applaud that. That's awesome.
0: And I think that you know it is definitely not my nature to say hey sorry I, like I can't do that. I have a bad or good habit, depending on how you want to slice it, tendency to always drop whatever I'm doing to help other people sometimes at the cost to myself and felt like a real kind of growth point to say like, no, I'm sorry. I've made this commitment. I can't. And, and to be fair, if I was at your house in Austin, I would just say, Oh, I'm in Austin. Sorry. I can't do it this weekend. You know, I can get back to you on Monday. Um, but there's something is that that's a little bit weird about, the sort of guilt, and I've seen a couple of articles on it of the guilt of saying, hey, I've got to go, you know, or I'm not available right now. And normally people say, I'm not available because I'm rushing to dinner or, hey, I've got this party tonight. And so people are really sort of struggling to just say, I'm just not available. And so, you know, creating those boundaries and asking people to respect them feels weird, but it's also if it works, it feels really rewarding. And and it definitely feels like a step forward from a self-care perspective.
1: I love it. So, you carved the space for yourself. So, what did you do with your time then? You ended up with all this time. You were on vacation. What does one do on a staycation at home during quarantine?
0: So, my promise to myself was uh, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. So, I didn't cook. I didn't do laundry. I didn't clean. I didn't go get groceries. I didn't do any of the things that I normally would do. So, I went for a run. I did some creative projects that have been in my backlog for ever. Um, I made some masks a couple weekends ago for some friends, and one of the things that it was sort of a good motivator to kind of get back into, you know, kind of a making things, solving problems, kind of creative space. And I, that's something that I really enjoy doing. And I'm, I've been really undisciplined about making time to do that, and so it was a good opportunity to kind of continue that momentum of oh i'm going to you know try this project that i bought supplies for 18 months ago and i'm just going to do it and so as soon as i you know if i got frustrated with it or i kind of got bored or tired of it i just set it down and walked away and so i spent time watching tv i spent some time just sort of sitting around i sat out on my patio so that was that was kind of the genesis of where the idea to sort of be on vacation was, is I really wanted to clean up my outdoor balcony space just so I had a little bit of kind of a retreat and sort of a little bit of personal space. And so in kind of cleaning up that, there was kind of like this weird nesting behavior of, okay, I'm going to get my patio cleaned up so that I can enjoy it. And then I was like, that's what I'm going to do this weekend. So I did a little bit of that and I just kind of worked on projects. I did some work on this podcast, not because I felt obligated, but just because for, you know, a number of hours, I felt inspired to sort of get into learning new things. I think I watched some TV, some movies, maybe a lot of just sort of hanging out and just being kind of lazy. And it was really fabulous.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. So what was what was your favorite thing that you did? While you were while you were on staycation?
0: I think what I really liked and this, I have to sort of credit my partner to this is, I said, you know, I'm on vacation. And normally, I'm the person that sort of directs his energy of, you know, hey, we should eat now or hey, we should go run this errand or hey, you know, this is what we should cook for the week. And so because I was on vacation um, and there was a lot of jokes in the house of like, I would all of a sudden say like, wow, the Wi-Fi in this resort is terrible. And so it kind of just (laughs) became a running gag over the weekend of you know, he would talk to the cats like, well, when mom gets back from vacation, you know, we should do this and this. And so like, (laughs) because there was sort of that kind of artifice, it really made it instead of me going into the fridge and being like, Hey, what do you want for dinner? And let me start making it. It was just like, I just sort of boycotted anything domestic, which was like, I'll just wait until food arrives. And that's fine. And so it was really great to just only focus on what I wanted. And obviously, that's not sustainable long term. But to really just say, hey, I'm on vacation, (laughs) like figure it out. It's fine. Whatever happens, happens. I think that's the part that I really like the most to just be able to focus 100% of my energy just on either being still or being in the moment or being doing something that I enjoy doing instead of worrying about stuff, instead of planning, instead of trying to direct someone else's energy. I think that's the part that I like the most.
1: I think that sounds awesome. I am totally going to try to do this myself. I guess there's there's a couple of questions that I have about it. First of which is now that you've done it, like what was it like coming back to work on Monday?
0: So it's funny, I there's one more element to this of I normally sleep with an Apple Watch and I've become a little bit obsessive about my sleep data mainly because I spent many, many, many months just waking up completely exhausted. So I had to kind of dig into the data a little bit to try different things, see how I was able to get more restful sleep. Towards the end of last year, I was really just really struggling. And so normally that's something I really care about. And I specifically just took my watch off. And so, oh, it's another thing. I took my, my watch off. I didn't wear it all weekend. And I put my phone on silent. And so I would look at my phone only when I felt like doing it. And not because a notification demanded my attention. So like that kind of interruption free zone was a part of this sort of like whole equation.
1: Right. And really taking control of your time, right? Yeah. That's a definitely like a strong move as far as exerting control over your attention and your time and saying, I get to decide when this happens, nobody else or nothing else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so sometimes I would leave my phone, you know, in the other room and it would be on silent and I just, I kind of just didn't care about it. So it's not that I wasn't allowed to have it. It's not that I was doing a digital detox. It was just, I'm not going to let it decide my day. It it can be a part of my day, but it doesn't get to make the rules today. Um, And I was fortunate that my family, who I normally talk to pretty regularly, were also sort of more mindful about not over-communicating and... So in sort of not not sleeping with the watch on, I don't really have the sort of sleep data to support this, but I can tell you from just sort of anecdotal evidence that I slept the same amount I normally do through the week. So like I didn't get more sleep really, but I was so much more rested on Monday. Like I felt like the weekend was four times as long as any of the past weekends. And that was the thing I think that was so surprising to me is it kind of felt like when you meditate for 10 minutes, and you sort of open your eyes, and everything sort of feels like in slow motion for a little bit, I had that same sort of restorative feeling of I had kind of been in this weekend long meditation, and I sort of got to sort of slowly emerge out of that in this like peaceful, focused, recharged space, instead of, oh, my God, the weekends are too short. How is it Monday again? Stress, stress,
1: stress, stress. I have to say, like, it's Wednesday now. And You have been, this week, first of all, just killing it. But second of all, like you've just been so much more just relaxed. You know, it's not like everything has gone perfectly, but your ability to just roll with the punches as they've come has been pretty impressive this week. Like I'm a little bit jealous of just how much this seems to have rejuvenated you and it's really delivering for you, I think.
0: I mean, this is definitely a stressful week. I've got big launches coming up next week. And so I have more more big projects with a lot of visibility on them right now. And so I think that before this weekend, I would be a lot more frantic. And yet I've just felt more in control. I mean, it really has been like this sort of odd meditation. And I think it has carried through the week and I feel less run down. I feel more focused. I feel more kind of on top of what I need to take care of. And I think the piece for me that was really important is, you know, for any of us who are sort of either happily or maybe less happily trapped with our spouses 24-7, this was not a staycation for the two of us. This was a, you keep all the things moving and I'm out. <laughs> just like it would be if I took like a girl's trip. And I think that that's a real important piece of it because if it had just been the two of us, I think it would have been, you know, me making dinner and me saying, what do you want to do now? And me saying, hey, do you want to go for a walk? All of those things, you know, require, you know, they're important and they're important to sustaining a relationship, but they're energetically expensive. And so being able to really just say, I trust you to get this. I trust you to give me the space because what I need right now is just alone time. And so he found other stuff to go do and he found other projects. And so I was really able, I'm really fortunate that I was really able to have that space to have this experience. But I will tell you, it's really been eye opening of how much even though I didn't go anywhere, I didn't do anything super exciting. I didn't like go for a drive. I didn't, you know, go for a long walk in nature, all these things that I normally really love to do. I sort of just did, you know, kind of regular like hangout sort of vacation stuff. Like if you went to someone's house and you sort of just watched some TV and had some laughs, like it felt like that's sort of the approach I took to this. And yet I've gotten so much back from it already. Like there's a part of me that wants to see if like, can I just do this once a month? Can I just go on vacation for $0 once a month where I'm just like, I'm out? Because I think that for me, I make a million decisions all the time. I make decisions at work. I make decisions in our life here. You know, you and I talk about a lot of decisions for the business. And so decision fatigue is real. And so to really kind of absolve myself of that responsibility was incredibly freeing. So that kind of freedom from decision I think was where I got a lot of that kind of energy back. Of I trusted that food would eventually show up, and I just had to be patient long enough and be like a little opportunistic about it.
1: Yeah, which I mean, so it's interesting because that's sort of my. In hearing you talk about the benefits, and hearing you talk about, you know, how great it's been, the first thought is, well, I why not just do it every weekend? But it sounds like because of the kind of the level of commitment required from you know your partner and some of the even just logistical reasons. How realistic do you think that is to do it every couple of weeks or even once a month?
0: I think I could probably figure it out once a month, um, sort of partner willing. I think from an every weekend, it's definitely not sustainable, right? Because I came in Monday with a, a, a laundry basket full of dirty clothes that needed to be washed. And I washed them on Monday and it was totally fine. But there was something about... I gave myself the permission to do, to not have to do anything that I didn't want to do. And I don't normally extend that kind of freedom to myself because I try to be a responsible adult that like does laundry and gets groceries and like make sure that like food happens and all of those really good things. But I think that to be, f- completely honest, I've always thought staycations were sort of dumb. You know, know I've traveled the world. I love it. It's my very favorite thing is to travel to new places. And I thought, why the hell would I want to stay here? And now that I've had to stay here, it really didn't take a lot to get a lot of benefit out of it. I mean, I don't have a backyard. I don't have a garden. I don't have all these things that a lot of people do. It was really just instead of kind of creating space away from the world, it was really just like, Giving myself permission to not be me for a little bit and really not indulging in sort of my normal operating procedure.
1: Yeah, I actually love that. And I like uh I like that line of thought. I think there's some benefit in giving yourself a break, letting you feel like you're somebody different because that helps I, I think that helps give your brain a break. So that's that's fantastic. If I wanted to do this then, if I was looking to have my own little staycation during the epidemic and i you know can't actually go anywhere wh- what tips would you give me or like what would you tell me to do so that i could have a maximized staycation experience
0: don't make a plan don't say i'm gonna i'm gonna staycation so that i can do xyz i think declaring that you're on vacation there's some power in that of this is not a negotiation i'm not asking for permission i'm just This is the situation, just like it would be if I said, oh, I'm going out of town this weekend. I would, you know, sort of communicate it, like kind of set that sort of intention, communicate it to the people that it affects, like your spouse and your family. And really just, I think, kind of creating that a little bit of the mental framework, but also like creating the space, right? Like I had to kind of create this. I don't know if fantasy is the right word, right? But I had to create this sort of construct of I'm mentally deciding that this is different than my regular life. And so go into it, like kind of in a way, take it seriously. So, and then give yourself the permission to just literally do nothing that you don't want to do. If there, if you normally do, you know, oh, every Saturday night we clean the house, like don't do it. Do whatever you would do if you were going to go to a beach house or, you know, go see a friend and just sort of do those things that It's a little bit of the, you know, I'm not really like a KonMari kind of person, but like, does this bring me joy in this moment? Is this what I want to do? You know, sort of living moment to moment is amazingly freeing. And I think for me, I've had to kind of reevaluate that being this sort of slave to my own list making is maybe not serving me well. And so there's a part of me that wants to be maybe a little bit less selfish this weekend in my actions but also maybe try not having a list for the weekend and just sort of seeing whether not having that list of shoulds changes my behavior. So I think that's kind of the next layer of the experiment for me.
1: Well, that all sounds really great. And I'm definitely gonna try this. And I think one of the things as I've been hearing you talk about it and as I'm thinking about it, I still can't get over the fact that this started as a joke that evolved into something that actually became really beneficial. Like it was almost like your subconscious just provided this idea of like, hey, you really need to take a break because you've been burning the candle on both ends. And props to you for being self-aware enough to recognize when you started joking about it, there was something about it that resonated with you and you did something about it. And I think that's pretty impressive and, and I love it. And I love that it's paid off so well for you. So I'm pretty excited to try it out. Hopefully it's helpful to other people as well. I wanted to ask before we move on to something else, though, do you have any other kind of last minute thoughts about it? Any other advice that you would give people or anything like that?
0: Well, they joke that necessity is the mother of invention. So I think that really this came out of me trying to figure out how I could do the thing that I'm accustomed to doing, which is, you know, getting in a car, getting on a plane and going somewhere. So I think that I'm excited to sort of see, I would encourage everyone to sort of take a look around their life and see what is missing that they're used to. And instead of just sort of mourning the fact that that's not an option, challenge yourself to find a way to sort of meet the same need, maybe in a new way. And maybe you'll learn something of, wow, this thing cost me $0 and two days of my time. And yet made me feel like I was away from work and home for five days of just the weekend felt incredibly long just because I was so in the moment. And so if there's something that you're missing or that you need, find a way to figure it out. You know, if it if you have an idea, even if it sounds silly, uh, which this definitely did try it, if it doesn't work, try something else. I think for me, I want to just kind of continue to iterate on it of, you know, maybe I need to take a look at my obsessive list making on the weekends and just be a little bit more in the moment. So maybe that's kind of my takeaway, but uh, find, you know, find a way to meet, meet your needs and, and, despite sort of this shelter in place kind of pandemic life of maybe you'll find something really great for you that you can kind of add to your bag of tricks of staying in good working order.
1: Yes. Good working order. I love it. Fantastic. Well, uh, thanks so much for sharing that. Uh, it definitely lived up to my expectations. I'm delighted about the whole thing, frankly, and great job. Yeah. So we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago and, um, it's something that has really been beneficial to me and I shared it with you a while back and I, uh, I know it's been beneficial for you, but there's this, there was this Reddit post a few years back that somebody posted, uh, in which he talked about a concept called no more zero days and it's basically a mindset for getting things done and advancing your life and it's it has had a really big impact on me and really changed the way that I view progress and um you know I think it's uh, I think it's something that could be helpful to a lot of you that are listening as well so Um, I bring it up only because we're going to talk a lot more about no zero days in our next episode. But one of the things that we're going to do leading up into that is uh, Emily and I are both going to pick something. We're going to go do no zero days with that thing. And then in our next episode, we're going to report back on how it went and share some of the stuff that we learned, some of the things that were hard, some of the things that were awesome, and hopefully whatever we... uh, share with you there will be helpful to you as well so just a little teaser for what's up next and uh yeah i mean in the meantime hope everybody stays in good working order emily i I hope that you have an excellent uh continue to have an excellent good working order type of week i'm pretty pretty stoked that your staycation went so well
0: oh it's so good I, uh, I can't wait for you to try it and hear if you sort of have the same experience, but I'm excited to tackle the No Zero Days challenge. It's a way that we've used in the past to sort of get unstuck on big projects that sort of seem impossible. And uh, I look forward to reporting back on how that goes for us.
1: Absolutely. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Emily.
0: Thanks, Nate. Right, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. For show notes and links to any resources we mentioned on today's show, visit megamouthradio.com slash order. Want to share your thoughts on the episode? Follow us online at Megamouth Radio. Until you join us next time, we hope you stay in good working order.